the Women Unleashed podcast. Join us as we share with you the fun, confronting, wild, fucked up, epic and raw side of being a woman in today's world. Nothing is off limits. Allow yourself to be inspired to be unleashed. We acknowledge that we are recording our podcast on the traditional country of the Turrbal and Yagara people and pay respect to their elders past and present. We acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and contribution they make to this community. Welcome to the Women Unleashed podcast. It's Britt here and today we have a very special guest with us, Janine Vosper from Speech Perfect. She is a personal branding authority specialist. Insert clap, clap, clap. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thank you, Janine, for being here. It's really, really great to have you, um, especially seeing you only not so long ago on your podcast. Yeah, I I loved our conversation and this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. So for everyone listening, uh, Janine and I met, it feels like maybe a couple of months ago um, at an event and... Mm -hmm. Uh, Janine is very, uh, well, occurred to me is super accomplished um, <laughs> at personal branding and becoming an authority on a topic. And personally, I was blown away that you asked me uh, to be on your podcast. And it is such a privilege to have you here with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. much for that. It's one of the things, my, I'm at a stage in life where I can really live my purpose and I 100% my personal purpose and my business purpose is to enable people to do what they don't believe is possible that's and so that's what I live every day so the opportunity to share that anywhere is you know first one to put my hand up yeah amazing and how did you arrive or get to the realization that or or even how did you choose arrive what what was it for you to this purpose (coughs) I even when I was 15 I was going to become a teacher and that was and then I ended up with a a full-time job in a local supermarket and this now this is a long time ago, Brit. Yeah. And was paid a whole thirty seven dollars a week. (laughs) (laughs) How thirty seven dollars a week? Thirty seven dollars a week. And I was not going back to school at all. Mm. It was you know, quite a a different that was a lot of money in those days for Mm. a weekly income for a fifteen year old. But what I've done throughout my career, I keep moving into roles where I am teaching and I am sharing my knowledge and my ability and things. I'm excuse me, I'm just going to cough. <coughs> oh, apologies for that. No worries. <laughs> the yeah, a little tickle thing. Yeah, so though I've been doing that throughout my whole career. I was an aerobic instructor for 10 years. Again, wow. believe, helping people do what they didn't believe was possible. Mm-hmm. And then moving into business coaching, sales coaching, speaker coaching. Mm-hmm. And you tie all that together with a bow and you've got personal brand authority specialist who just wants to be, see people succeed. Mm, incredible. And like, did you know back when you were an aerobics uh, instructor that it was – 
enabling people to do what they didn't believe possible. Did you know that that's what you were doing at the time or you just really enjoyed sort of helping people? Or like, Yeah, I was just yeah. bossy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's, that's, that's the authentic answer. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I just love people's getting results, you know, seeing people mm. get results. And I worked across quite a number of different gyms. I was At one stage I was teaching 16 classes a week plus doing my own running and fitness and everything around wow. that. So I got to meet a lot of different, different people who were in the gyms for different reasons. Mm. And it was really learning the outcomes. I was one of those instructors that just didn't flog people. Didn't, it wasn't the bossing around. But but working, I usually work, worked to the the least fit person in the room because the fit people knew what they were doing anyway. And just mm. to see those people engage in the in the process of the exercise and the in the session and then how they progress it wasn't recognizing it wasn't until I really sat down and I worked with clients to help them figure out what is their passion what is their vision what is their purpose what is their mission why are they here that it all even started to become more and more clear for me and you know that sort of changed over time to get as clear as what I am now Mm, okay and and at what point how long did that what how old were you when it you started sitting down with clients and going through that process and realizing for yourself oh this is what i'm i could say 20 years ago so we could talk about in my 40s yeah yeah wow okay incredible so i mean like in your 40s like i'm about to turn 30 this year so i'm not even Mm -hmm. there yet you know (laughs) and i think personally i'm always someone that's like want to go from step one to step 100 in one leap so hearing everybody's stories about you know actually what steps they took along the way and what age they were um has me be in reality about not not limiting myself but actually Mm. what is the logical next step because otherwise i will continue to limit myself by trying to go from step one to a hundred because you just you can't get there in one step no and and that's a really good good uh, you know analogy to do that i i often use the you know people are starting out they start on page one there's a whole lot to learn. They might be skilled in their what they're working in at the time. You know, obviously, I don't work in aerobics now. I used to sell mm. gym wear. You know, the, you, you move through your career doing different things. I was a general manager of sales for a multi-million dollar company for 20 years as well. So, wow. you know, doing that was very different in a different space. Was I then thinking, am I enabling people to do what they don't believe is possible? Maybe not as articulated as well as that but again it was supporting the sales team supporting the the warehouse team supporting individuals to just say hey you're doing a good job well done Mm. and Mm. and then you know and then offering skills and to be able to help them even achieve more than what they thought they could Mm. which is that space yeah 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 awesome very cool and janine what uh, what does like self-reflecting look like for you um, along along mm. your career? How's it changed and evolved, and what you've learned about yourself and all of that? It's interesting self-reflecting. I I tend to go the opposite way, Britt. Mm-hmm. I tend to look what what do I want to achieve? Where do I want to be? How do I want to be? This look in ten years time, and I've oh, done like that. Oh, like looking ahead. 
looking ahead rather mm -hmm. than just that reflection of looking back. What's I mean, you do that within what more so on a daily basis, I think, rather than in, in a big scale of things. Yes. Just going, what's worked today or what's what hasn't. Yeah. And how have I felt about it and how motivated and inspired have I been some days? And it's, you know, we're not yeah. all out there being pumped up every single day, especially when you're working in your own business or mm. just turning up each day is is a, you know, pat on the back. Well done for doing mm. that. Mm. The So it's been more of, okay, what what do I do? What do I want my life to look like next? At mm. the moment, I'm... I'm living a, a what do I call it? I, I it's very interesting. I can't remember what I call it, but it's a it's a I don't like the words work life balance. I I'm just living a the the business that I want to live. I've been using mm. this term for ages, and it's just slipped my mind. But <laughs> it it means that I a lifestyle business. Sorry, that's what I've got. Yeah, a lifestyle okay. business. Now yeah. I you know have. Long weekends, where we have a five-day weekend. Once a month, we travel for two months a year. We do all of these things that we, but that just didn't happen. Mm. It just, it just didn't happen. It was planned ten years ago, even twenty years ago. What do I want my life to look like in my in my sixties? I want to be fit and healthy. I want to be well. I want to have a lot of skills. I want to be able to. Have a, have a platform where I can share that base and share that knowledge and have, I'm fortunate to be able to do that through workshops, podcasts, and you know, I've written mm -hmm. a couple of books and things like that. But I also want to have that financial freedom to, yep. to do what we want to be able to do, but still have a business and participate. I'm not into the word retirement. It doesn't sort of resonate with me at all. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny where I was going to go with that page one and you know the, yes, the yeah. on pages is the starting out in business is that page one and people will look at other people who might be on page forty and go I want to be there well you've got to read those first forty pages before you've got you can get to that mm -hmm. and for so for my next ten years I'm starting on something learning something completely foreign to me that I believe will be the currency of the future. And I'm starting Ooh. way before page one. I I'm not, <laughs> haven't even opened the cover of the book yet to oh, really? understand it. So it, it's a really good eye-opener for me again just to realise that, you know, when you're doing something new that you, you have to do it properly. And so I've, you know, invested in the right people to teach mm -hmm. me the steps along the way to do it because I don't want to waste money, waste time, waste energy. And I've done this for my entire career is invest in people who can take me to the next level mm. or achieve the, the goals that I, I want to, how I want to set up my life. Yeah. You've built like a really great team around mm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Gr yeah great mentors that I've had mm. over the years and, and, you know, some of the investments have been quite considerable, but also <laughs> not just financially, but time, you know, oh, weekly coaching yeah. for a year. Mm. And then taking action on what you learn from that coaching. Yes, yeah, it's, the, it's all in the action, isn't it? Now, mm. um, I've got a question about the coaching, but I just want to go back to: Can you share what it is that you're you're taking on in the next sort of ten years, or wanting to start? Oh, it's cryptocurrency. It, but oh, for me, cool. but learning learning it properly. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, it was really interesting 
when I first started thinking about this and hearing it, and I was saying, you know, because everyone, unless you're involved in it, and that's something that sort of scares people to do. Yeah. And and what they said is that your money in your banks or in your superannuation or your property is just a piece of paper that says you own it. Mm-hmm. It's not actually in your pocket. It's not real. It's not real. And that made me realise that so that currency, digital currency, is and just exactly the same. It's just something that it can be decentralised, which means other people have less control over what you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yep. but again, I I don't know what I'm talking about now. So, I've done module one. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's fantastic. Look, I uh, so the realization that money isn't real. Um, I got that through reading uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm-hmm. and my partner, you know, sort of saying like, "Hey, look at this," and yeah, now like money to me uh, like I do get significant about it sometimes but Mm. um, as I am you know taking on my own business journeys and stuff I see it as this game where you know you've got um, let's say I want I never played checkers but you know like those little checker things and you're like okay the game is put the money over here for a while and then we collect some more checkers and then we put some money over here for a while. Like that's the game, just moving it around um, and getting, you know, doing with what it is that fulfills you or is important to you mm-hmm. with those checkers. Yeah, I, I, I love that analogy. And it, it is, it's, it's, not, it's not real. It, it creates the lifestyle you want and that's yeah. where it becomes real. Yeah, it's only real because we agree that it exists, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't agree that money had a particular value, then we'd agree probably something else has a value and we trade on that and, yeah. And that's why banks can fail and countries yes. can fail yes, because which is what... of that agreed value of mm. failure of that, mo- that money. Yes, and which is well. what we're seeing right now. I think UBS just bought Credit Suisse for $2 billion dollars. So they just pocketed about nine um, in that wow. transaction. So, yeah. 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 Yes, hence why I'm learning about different sort of currency. Cool. Good for you, Janine. That's mm. awesome. All right. Now mm. let's go into the mentors. Um, mm-hmm. How did you select them and what uh, different styles of like coaching did you receive a lot of different styles. The The way I usually selected mentors was at the start of each year, and I have done this for a very long, very, very long time, is I, and this is even, you know, I had my my sons were born in, when I was 24 and 26. So this is a long time ago. And I started thinking, what do I want to do next? Hang on, I'm going to tickle the throat this morning. It's okay. Wash it down. <laughs> the uh, yeah, what do what do I want to do next? And <coughs> I remember being on a train with a girlfriend, and we were going taking going to the park with the kids, and we're talking about occupations or education or training or what it, what it was. And we came up with 
you know, a lot of different ideas that may or may not have suited us. <coughs> oh, I don't normally have a tickle at all. And and at the time I was it just started going to a mum's exercise group and I thought, you know, if I want to do anything, that's really what I want to do. So I was one of the, that was actually the second group ever through in Queensland teaching the fitness leaders course or going participating. So that was my first step. Actually, it wasn't. When I, I, I did academic at school until I left at 15 and my first professional development was going after work and learning to type. Oh, okay. It was the best wow. I, thing I ever learned. So that was something that I took on right from the beginning. What skills mm -hmm. don't I have? What do I learn to, need to learn to do? Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have computers at the time. We had typewriters. So <laughs> it was learning, learning to type on a typewriter. Mm -hmm. Then, yes, then with the aerobics. Okay, I'm enjoying doing this. It'll fit around having my children and I can take them to the gyms with me. It works into my lifestyle. Let me do that. So I learned aerobics and then taught that for 10 years. But while I was teaching aerobics, I thought, well, the body can't keep up with 16 classes a week and it's just not going to happen. So then I thought, well, I'll study management. So that was the next thing and, and went and studied a diploma of management at TAPE. So these are whilst all. You, and not, that was on top of like 16 classes a week and having two kids and. Yeah. 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 Incredible. And I was coaching soccer, the soccer team and. Oh, the sort of things that you do and I remember a, a girlfriend said to me I was 36 and the only, the only reason I remember the age is she said you'll be 40 when you finish and I said well you will be 40 anyway that that was and, and yes. she just went oh, oh, it's just crazy you're crazy doing that I'm going no it's the next step it's it's the next thing so Okay, around can, I when just, I was, can I just sorry. pause you there? Like just mm. the gold in what you're saying. Well, I'm going to be 40 anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I hear people just, you know, talk about their life in the future of like, well, like, oh, I'm going to be 40 soon or I'm going to be 50 soon. And like, like life is ending or like they'll have like some reduction in capacity. And I just love how you're like, okay, I'm going to be 40. What am I going to do at 40? You know, I'm going to be alive and how do I want my life to look and what do I want to be up to? Like, I, I, I do have a goal it? to live to 125 Brits. So 40 oh, is a blip so on the radar. Good, 125. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to say I've never heard that before. I used to say 115, but then someone lived to that age and I went, oh, well, I'm just sort of selling myself a bit short there. So oh, we'll see how we go. Go you, Janine. Uh, do you share this with lots of people? Uh, friends and that they they know I've said, oh, said that. This is um, awesome. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Good the, yeah, and the friends joke about being around to see it and things like that, so, <laughs> which is very cool. My father, he, he, he's um, gone to God now, but he used to joke about hanging around to see it mm. as well. And mm. yeah, so. that's so you you but, inspiring. Uh, yeah, so forty is nothing. Mm. It's, it's you know and at 50 it's not even halfway there well, 60 is mm. not even halfway there mm. so there's a whole lot more living to come mm. hence why you know getting into a different sort of currency as well yeah yeah but yes yeah, so when i turned 40 i got the job as a sales rep for a first aid supply company and then step and when, it was so funny when i got interviewed 
they they said you're stunning management it's really no opportunity here for you there was two owners in the business and they said where do you see yourself in five years and i said sitting in your seat i thought it was something i thought that it wasn't something i thought it was something i said <laughs> and four years later nearly you know beforehand the one partner bought the other partner out and i moved into the gm role wow uh, incredible it was, talk about yeah, setting it was, an intention well, putting yeah, it out there it was definitely an intention yes yeah 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 wow. so that was and and yeah love loved working for the company very family-based but but grew it into a 10 million dollar business and and um but then it changed it it sort of people in it changed didn't quite sit where it was before and I had in the meantime I had then invested along the way going I need to get better at public speaking mm -hmm. and now that's what I do is teach people so I went and did a week-long course in Sydney with Christopher Howard who was a great speaker trainer but it was not just speaking it was mindset confidence it was absolutely everything mm. more challenges than you can be, that you would be normally put under it was very pressurized um, a lot of other training since Pat Masidi was uh, worked with him for 12 months. That was a considerable investment and definitely investment in time. Was that one on one coaching? And, but then making or... sure, yeah, it was once a week, mm -hmm. one of his mm -hmm. coaches. And you, you got what amazed him, the coach, was that he would give me, you know, tell me what I needed to do. You need to create, let's say, a podcast if that was what it was. And mm. it would be created for the next week, ready to go. And he would say, nobody does this. And it was just, well, I've invested time and money mm. and I want this for the next exercise. So when I felt the need to leave that GM position, I'd already had my business going for quite a few years on the side. Mm. And, and this is something I really want to encourage people is if you're working in a job and you're getting paid for it, but you want to be in your business, use that money that you're getting paid on a regular basis to invest in your coaching and building a website, getting the information, getting the skill base that you need. So when you step out on your on your own and you don't have that income, you've got everything ready to go. Mm, it's so many people yeah. just say, I've done enough, I'm going to start a business. Oh, then they've got all these major expenses in doing mm, their life set up based on mm -hmm. their um, wage and then they're taking an even bigger risk and yeah yeah so mm. in 2000 and so the business has been going since 2007 and 2018 I decided that it was time that I needed to move on from that position and stepped into my business full-time Fantastic. And what was that like? So I'm guessing you, you set everything up ready to go before you, you leave. I had everything. Yeah, yes. I, I had everything <laughs> to go. Of course you did. I did. But you know what? I, that was June. And in November, I just got into this real funk. It was unlike me to do, do that. And I it took a couple of weeks of just, you know, talking to some people and analysing things and realising that, it was just missing the community, the work community, even though I had clients and I ran a mastermind and I had all these activities and I did a lot of networking. Mm. It was mm. not the same as the working with the peers that I had been working with. And for me, fortunately, once I realised what it was, I went, okay, I've got that now. That's cool. 
yeah, and was okay, able so... to move through it. But it, I, I've spoken to other people who have experienced very much the same, especially if they've been forced out of the position or bullied out or something and it hasn't been their choice mm, to leave. Okay, yeah. yeah. And how would you describe what you went through um, more so than just a funk? Like what was your experience? What would other people observe of you? Uh, lack of motivation to get things mm-hmm. done, which was certainly after listening to this, it's usually not a thing for me, uh, but yeah. it was, it was really struggling. And then questioning, do I just go and get a job? Do my, you know, cause it's so yourself. much harder working for yourself when you, rather yeah. than being in, in a workforce position and then realizing, mm. no, I definitely didn't want to do that because I, I wanted my lifestyle. Mm. Uh, it was, it was just a, I, I, I'm very, very fortunate. I don't recognize a, a, a depressive sort of state, but I think that's what it was. You know, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just went and, and I still did, did things, but it was just very heavy. I think that's the word. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. there was probably more Netflix or something than there should have been. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, think that's the best description to me. Again, mm. I was not forced out of that position. I mm. chose to leave, but I chose to leave a year before I would plan to because of a change in work situation. Mm. So okay. it still held yeah. that space a bit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. And so you spoke to the people, like your network and people around you to yeah. sort of realise yes. that, yeah, what, what was actually going on and, yeah. That is the end of part one of two with Janine Bosper. Please come back next week to hear more of what this inspirational woman has to say.